Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 135 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. No Damon this week. Damon's got fam. Yeah, he's got family obligations. You know, he's he's got stuff going on. In fact, I think he actually had some breakfast with some of our some of our listeners, so which is cool. Yeah, so Damon's out and about, unfortunately, but fortunately, we're we're very fortunate to have uh, Amanda Hollis with us, who is both a listener and a fellow podcaster and a, a Disney travel agent. So I I don't want to give away all the stuff that you do, Amanda. So if you <laughs> want to talk about uh, your podcast and your Disney background and and your uh, your Disney street cred, let's say, <laughs> um. Please tell us all about about you and uh, the things you do with Disney. Well, I first want to say I am so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Um, I am Amanda Hollis, and I am a co-host of the Three Mouseketeers podcast. That's a podcast I do with my brother and my sister. So it's all in the family. It's real fun. That's a, that's a good name. I, I like am, it. I like yeah. the name. Yeah. It's a lot I more creative really than cute. ours was. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with your name. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I am a travel agent and I specialize in Disney travel. So if anyone is ever looking to go anywhere with Disney, I'm here for you. And what's, what's I, your travel agency name just so they can find you? Oh, that's that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I work with Capture the Magic Vacations. There you go. Yes. And I'm also a DVC owner. So I own at Polly and Bay Lake Tower and newly the Riviera. So that's super exciting. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say Saratoga, and that was going to be kind of funny because that would have been all the three that we own at, or that we initially bought at. Because Trevor owns Polly, I own a Bay Lake, while well, I also own an Animal Kingdom, and Damon owns Saratoga. So it would have been funny if you said Saratoga. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> have you gotten to stay at Riviera yet, or? We have. We've actually stayed there twice, and we fell in love with it, and that's why we ended up buying points there. Oh, nice. So you stayed there before you bought the points there. Yes, that's correct. Nice, nice, great. Um, what else do you want? I mean, what else do you want to tell us? I, you know, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but like, listen, I know that that travel agent life. I, I did that for quite a while. It's um, it's uh, it's it's definitely a, an interesting uh, thing to do. I really enjoy being a travel agent. I've lived kind of all over the world and traveled a lot of places. So I like being able to help other people enjoy the world too. So I think it's really fun being able to help. And I have three children and a husband. I have a 20-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. So they're kind of really spread out. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, you know, being a Disney travel agent is really interesting because, it, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't realize going to Disney, especially like for the first time. And, and you know, the nice thing, of course, about Disney travel agents, too, is that there's no extra cost, right, to the to the person that's reserving it. So uh, to the guests, right, it's it's all kind of Disney pays pays the travel agent. So it's it's basically the same as if you would have booked it yourself and you get this person that can plan all your stuff for you. That's right. Yeah, I don't charge any fees. So whatever you would find online or with any of the companies is what I charge. 
And you're kind of just helping a small business because then Disney pays us, which, you know, helps us out too. For sure. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it, man. I kind of, I kind of grabbed you last minute. You had offered up to be a guest host a while ago, and I just kind of was like, a couple hours ago, I was like, "Hey, you want to jump in and do the third <laughs> book tonight?" <laughs> well, I'm so glad I could join. That I I'm didn't glad have too. Anything. Uh, yeah, I'm very glad too. So, uh, I also I wanted to mention uh, our haunted mansion. I mean, haunted mansion. Wow, I just <laughs> I'm, I'm starting off great tonight. <laughs> Haunted River Country shirts are still available. Um, we we do have them st- still out there. Uh, so you go to haunted dot uh, to go to the uh, Haunted River Country uh, shirt store. Uh, I've noticed that people are starting to get them, starting to receive them. So that's cool, and they look like they came out great. So uh, I was going to say that that I, I realized that the sad part is is that. Everyone else is probably going to get their shirts before I get my shirt at this That's point. That's true. Yours has shipped though; it's on the it, way. Like it has, you know, but customs but, and all that yeah, fun stuff. Everything takes so long to get here. <laughs> I know. I, I will mention that these shirts are available worldwide. So I know we have some listeners in Europe uh, and you know elsewhere. We I know there's some in South America too. So uh, you can order these anywhere. Um, the, and there's actually printers specifically in Europe. So it's, it's not shipping from the U S to Europe. So that's, that's a thing you can do too. If you're, if you're not in the U S or in Canada, uh, you can, you can, anybody can order this. So check it out. Uh, and, and if you're, you know, wary about the shirt, go into the group and you can see some people, uh, have been posting pictures of there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, everyone seems to be really liking them so far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, so and yeah, that's that's haunted.welcomehomepodcast.com. So, listener questions. I just added this one in, and you know, so, hold on. But before we do this, I, I feel yeah. you didn't. I'm just looking at the the rundown. Um, you didn't put Disneyland's anniversary on here, and you're right, I didn't. I feel you should have because the day that we're recording this is actually the day of the anniversary, July seventeenth. That's that's true. That is true. I, you're right. I'm calling this out. Sorry, this is behind the scenes. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> but you know, happy anniversary to Disneyland for all those. Happy anniversary, Disneyland. Disneyland. Sixty-six years old. Um, I mean, but sixty-six is like a whatever number, right? Like it's still. We older need those than like me. round numbers, right? Like sixty-five <laughs> is somehow more valuable than sixty-six. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's to. It, I, I find it actually kind of amusing that we're actually recording on that is uh, yeah. the anniversary. Yeah, that is kind of funny. Yeah, I agree. All right, so all right. it's I. I feel so bad for Tanya because I Tanya emails me and she sends me all these really great like trip reports and I owe Tanya a hat and I just have not I've owe her a hat from like so long ago and I, Tanya I promise you I will get you a hat I swear send us <laughs> I, a message Tanya oh You'll she did it. she did she mentioned it to, I mean it's in here right so oh, I mean, it, oh, oh yeah okay yeah yes yeah. well I I just feel bad because I do owe you a hat and I have not forgotten about you I swear I promise I just don't even know if I have any more hats uh so we and we probably will do another order of hats at some point so I I will get you a hat I promise I swear so Tanya just placed her order for Haunted River Country shirt for January, February. Great. So you get to wear that out. Uh, figured I'd reach out to see if you have any more hats. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. I'd love to give you guys some street cred. That's funny. It's, uh, the uh, word street cred mentioned twice now in, uh, in, in, in uh, the first seven minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Probably because you were reading this stuff as you Maybe were Maybe that's why. Intro. 
<laughs> That's probably why. You're right. Uh, so, But if all else fails, she plans to put a pin on your mini hat. Uh, you might have to do that. I'm sorry. But anyway, so she said, I believe Trevor, you were Trevor going in February, correct? And that, that would be Trevor's going in February. Yes. Right. So she is going the, the 29th to, the, uh, to February 5th. Which, um, unfortunately, I'm going to miss you, Tanya. I am there from the 12th to the 19th. Ah, just yeah. missed by a week. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so she's working on squeezing a bonus day in the beginning. Uh, so, so let's see. Here. So to, to summarize this, uh, yes. she's asking. So for an extra day in the park, she's trying to figure out what is the best thing or sorry, an extra park day is what I should say. She's yeah. Yeah. They're going down a day early and they want to add on an extra day to their tickets And they're kind of figuring, you know, where is the best park to go, especially on a Saturday. So Mm. that's, that's a tough one because really, you know, Saturday is just the busiest day of the week, no matter how you slice it. But it's kind of a question of, you know, which park could you potentially get the most out of on a Saturday, like the day you're arriving. So I feel like you'd be okay with Epcot because there's not a festival going on at that point, right? January. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no festival then. So like Epcot is busy like right now on the weekends. Cause you have all the locals that go to food and wine. Right. Yeah. But, but you know, when there's no festival going on, you might be all right to do that. That's actually whenever the arts festival is, is, the is that start that oh, early? Yes. Yeah. You're it right. Does. Actually. Yeah. Fe- you're right. Yeah. Festival of the arts is right. in January, February. Right. All right. Yeah. I thought it started in February, like later in February, but you know, you're, you're, you're right on. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I'm wrong then. So don't go. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have you on Amanda to tell us that we're wrong. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's tough now though, too, because like Hollywood studios is always busy now. Right. Because like people are trying to get on rise of resistance. Like Hollywood studios is almost feels like the most popular park right now, especially mm-hmm. on the weekends. Cause especially with locals and, you know, the pass holders. And I'm assuming by this time we'll have, annual passes back too hopefully that's what i'm banking on so (laughs) yes so yeah so i don't know this is a tough question i you know i i always say animal kingdom because i love animal kingdom but you know well so so here's yeah i guess i've never thought about doing animal kingdom on a saturday um you know the thing is is thinking about it you know you're coming in that day the idea is just to spend a couple of hours at the park so you're not obviously banking on any big ticket rides. So yeah, to, to your point about Hollywood studios, it's not going to, you're not going to do a lot in Hollywood studios because yeah, the, the big stuff there is all, um, you know, you got to line up hours ahead or get into a boarding group or whatever. So, um, looking at the other parks, yeah, animal kingdom is definitely viable. I feel it's a, I, I, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but I feel like animal kingdom is the most laid back of all the parks. Yeah, and, and well, because because the, there's like less rides, like you can just kind of stroll down like one of yeah, the animal like, paths like, and check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there, there's there's the explorer paths. There's you know going to Rafiki's Planet Watch. There there's a bunch of different things. You don't have to necessarily be in line for rides or trying to do that kind of stuff. So yeah, Animal Kingdom is good there. Epcot is kind of the same thing. Like there's a lot of you know world showcase. You can like we've done this ourselves where we've arrived. Or, or, sorry, not when we've arrived, we've gone to Magic Kingdom, but like on our last day when we're leaving, we've actually gone to Epcot for a couple of hours once. Yeah. And it was literally just, you know, walk around. Like we didn't, we didn't plan on getting on any rides or anything like that. So 
I, I would keep it between those two parks because Magic Kingdom on the other side, one, it's going to, you know, it's going to be the um, in the middle of the anniversary year. So yeah. and Magic Kingdom is just going to be busy for the next year, no matter how you slice it. And and plus she has four little kids too, yeah. right? So Animal Kingdom is great for kids, I feel like, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would I would toss it up between Epcot and Animal Kingdom, personally. I don't necessarily disagree, but I kind of do just because Animal Kingdom usually closes earlier. So if you're not getting there until, I don't know, one or two, then you're not really getting very much time in the park. So Epcot usually stays open later. So that would probably be my choice. That's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. She she does actually say as well that they, they were planning to go to a park for a couple of hours and then drive over to Target, get some stuff and then go to the room and unpack. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess if you're not planning to spend your evening at Epcot um, or your evening at a park, yeah, Animal Kingdom would that would make more sense if you're planning to do something else. But yeah, to, to your yeah. point, Amanda, if it's uh, if you're actually planning to spend the full day there or go like to to close or something like that. Uh, Epcot would be the better park in that case. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so she also has to any recommendations for sit down meals on her trip. We have two grandparents, four adults, two six year olds, one almost three year old, and one one year old. Again, it'll just be my family of four until Monday. I was thinking Hollywood and Vine for the character breakfast, Tusker House for the character lunch, Whispering Canyon for dinner. Uh, I'm never going to say no to Whispering Canyon mm-hmm. via, or via Napoli for that matter. Uh, those are two great places always. Um, I, I would go via Napoli over, over, uh, Tudo just cause I, I like via Napoli, but I mean, it's the same kitchen, but I just, I just, I love via Napoli. Um, but, um, which we've never been to any of these, but I secretly want to get in a couple character meals when my youngest is still free. I know what Trevor's going to say of where you, you should go. You darn right <laughs> know where I'm going to say you, you're going to yeah. garden grill. Garden Grill. Go yeah. to Garden Grill. It is the best. And and I so I've actually done this on our last trip. It was my family and my parents came. So so you know we had grandparents. We had my son. You know he was uh, he's gone since he was ten. So um, it, it's an all around good. You know I mean I, I haven't done with super young kids, but I know the kind of food they're like. He would have eaten that food even if he was like five years old. So it's it's great food. Yeah. I mean it's delicious. Yeah. It really is good. I love Garden Grill, but I also really enjoy Topolino's Terrace for breakfast. Ooh. You know, I tried to get that last time I was when I went for my short trip recently because I've heard people rave about Topolino's for breakfast. Like, I just have heard it's great. And I, I think that's a good suggestion, too, because you don't have to be in a park, right? So right. that's, that's, that's yeah. a helpful one. Yeah, I also actually, think, I mean, Whispering Canyon is always fun. I mean, Whispering Canyon is a great time. Sorry, go ahead. Charlie. Yeah, I was going to say, that's actually a good point. Is that there is a lot of character meals at uh, at the the resorts that, you know, I, I guess, you know, if you're if you're not wanting to commit to a particular park on a day, um, looking at one of the resort ones is definitely a good idea. Like, I actually liked yeah. um, uh, Storybook Dining at oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Animal Kingdom, or not, sorry, not uh, Animal Kingdom, uh, Wilderness, uh, Lodge. Wilderness Lodge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, for me, like, if I go to Wilderness Lodge, I just want to go to, like, Whispering Canyon. I just, it's hard for me not to go there. I just enjoy that place so much and the the fun of it. But It's the same problem I have with Garden Grill. I, I, I don't want to go anywhere else at Epcot, but I know I should. 
but yeah. I want to go to Garden Grill. <laughs> well, that's my problem with Epcot, though, too, is I always want to go to Viennapoli. Like, I just like that's our favorite place at Epcot. We love Viennapoli. We, it, it got to a point where we were doing it every trip because it just always was consistently good. Whispering Canyon's great. Uh, Hollywood and Vine, I've actually, believe it or not, never done Hollywood and Vine ever. I've never, I've never been. I really enjoyed Hollywood and Vine now that it's changed to the family style or mm, really? it's so much better than the buffet was. Really? It's worth a shot. Now, All right. Um, I'm curious. I've never been to Hollywood and Vine either, but we've gone to primetime 50s diner. Is it the, do they share the same uh, uh, kitchen? Because they're right next to each other, right? They're right next. They're the same building pretty much, yeah. aren't they? Like attached? Yeah. They are. I am not sure if they share the same kitchen or not, but they, you can see in Hollywood and Vine, you can see their kitchen. So mm. if they do, I don't know how that works. Because, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, I, I would say go to primetime as an, as something, yeah. but if you can get the same kind of food at Hollywood and Vine, you know, that's kind of the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, I mean, my, my recommendations for Hollywood... I'm sorry, go ahead, Amanda. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say their food is totally different. So even if they share a kitchen, their food is different. I have to tell you, so like I always t- say like to people, I so sci-fi is a unique experience, right? Like sci-fi is one of my favorite places. I don't even care if the food isn't good. Although the last <laughs> time we went... No, I'm being serious. Like, no, I, no that's time, fair. But The last time we went there, the food was actually really good. Like, But I've been there before where the food was just kind of like, meh. But sci-fi is an experience, right? Like that's that place. And so it's the same with Whispering Canyon, which again, we've always had good food at Whispering Canyon, but that place is an experience, you know, like you go there for the fun of that. And I think if you're bringing kids that those that age, like all the interactive stuff they do with kids at Whispering Canyon is the best. Like, I love that place for that. And but also like Whispering Canyon and 50s are good examples of if your waiter's not into it, it's not as fun. (laughs) right like and that's my it's funny because i i don't think i talked about this on the podcast i I, you know i don't know why i didn't talk about this i think i told you guys you know my sister was was at disney right for like a day they just went for a day because they were in florida they were visiting my mom and um they went for one day right and my sister was freaking out because she had no reservations right then at everything all the quick services closed pretty early right now and you know until things get fully opened up and so I was helping her. I was just kind of like on the website doing the constant refresh, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, did I tell you guys about this? I, I don't think you did, no. Okay, this is pretty funny. So we're doing the constant refresh, right? And lo and behold, like a 6.30 res- reservation pops up for 50s, right? So I go to grab it. I click it and go to grab it really quickly. And by the time I get to like, you know, the sign-in page... It's gone, right? So I text my sister. Is like, oh man, I had I had this reservation for you for six thirty, but it's gone. She goes, I know, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so she snapped. I was trying to get her this reservation, and she snapped it out from under me. But anyway, they had a good time there. But they said their waiter wasn't into it at all. Like wasn't doing. Like wasn't giving them a hard time. Like they saw others doing it, so it wasn't like a you know COVID thing. It was. Mm-hmm. It it literally just their waiter was just kind of meh. Like, and that happens sometimes. Like, you know, I've gotten last time I went to Whispering Canyon, our waiter was kind of just a little bit into it, but not really. Like, that, those places, the waiter really makes the difference, I feel like. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I, I think for any sit down at Disney, I, I feel that's the case. But, uh, yeah, but even more so for those two places, because it's like almost a character in and of itself at, at those places, you know? Right. Yeah. So anyway, I don't even well, know what we're talking about. Anymore. Yeah, we we, we kind of covered off a bunch of different restaurants. So okay. hopefully for for Tanya that that gives you some 
some insight and some stuff to work with yeah. for planning your trip. So, yeah. And I hope, I mean, listen, I please don't hate me, Tanya. I, I will get you a hat someday. I promise <laughs> you. I swear I will. Oh, gosh. All right. Let's 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 move on to Katie's got a question here. That's so easy. Um, she, she says she's still catching up from her vacation. So, you know, okay. you know glad she had a good time. Uh, she says, but her question is, what's your favorite mode of transportation? Um, your car, or, or she says in brackets, your car driving you to the park, bus, boats, monorail, walking, and Skyliner. So, yeah, I think that covers all of them. I'm going to do a ranking. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go Skyliner, monorail. This is not, from first to last. Mm-hmm. Skyliner, monorail, boat, bus, walking. <laughs> hmm. Um, okay. Mine would go probably Skyliner, monorail, boats, walking bus. All right. So we just had the last two switched. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I dislike the bus of all the modes. Like if I, if I can walk somewhere, I would rather walk than get on a bus if I had to. I also do feel like Skyliner is one and monorail is like one a, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's hard to choose for me. If there was more Skyliner, I would be even more engaged yeah. on that. And and I mean, monorail, like, I honestly, you know, I guess now that I think about it, I could probably switch boats and monorail because even when given the choice, I would rather get on the ferry at the TTC than using the monorail to get over to Magic Kingdom. So, mm-hmm. yeah. See, when I think boats, I think friendship boats. I don't even think ferry. But, you know, either way. That's fair. <laughs> what about you, Amanda? I, it really depends for me, like what park I'm going to, where I'm staying, but I enjoy the Skyliner as long as it's not late at night when everybody's trying to leave because that line can get crazy long. (laughs) Yeah. At least it keeps moving though. Not like the bus where you just stand there. That's true. That's a great point. I do love the Skyliner and I'm afraid of heights. So I was terrified getting on the first time, but it doesn't actually feel like you're that high up, even though you are. So and it's I really peaceful. enjoy that. It's, it's nice and peaceful, too. It's just like, I don't like heights either, so I'm, I'm with you. So. Yeah. And then walking, I love to walk. But other than that, we get our car, and we usually drive to all the parks. It's just so much easier with kids. So much easier. Yeah, well, I, could, I, can, I can see that being definitely a big advantage. <laughs> all right. Rob asked an interesting question. Best bites where you can eat outside. That's a really I don't I've never really thought about that, but I mean I feel like just about anywhere you can you know grab food and eat outside, right? Well, that, yeah, I mean yeah, most quick services are outside, but sit downs or yeah, most sit downs are not outdoors. But I guess it's also a question of like what's the best thing you could get, like like something you would pick up. Mm. Any an obvious one would be the uh, the cheeseburger spring rolls. Oh God. Yeah, those yeah. pepperoni pizza there. ones were so good man like is. i i wish they weren't so expensive i could i could literally i probably could have spent a hundred dollars mm. on those and just kept eating them i probably would have been very sick afterwards but they were. So i good. had them at a dessert party and it was very bad oh my god not so i mean it was it was wonderful but i felt pretty bad afterwards because i ate too many because <laughs> you ate too many yeah. yeah um yeah this is tough because like i mean I, when I think like an outside food, I think of somebody walking through Frontierland eating a turkey leg. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's or somebody walking around you know Adventureland eating a Dole Whip. You know, like 
there's a lot of stuff you can eat outside and you know walk around to or gosh i mean i almost want to go the popcorn cart in epcot just because i every time we've ever we ever walk by that popcorn cart we always get that popcorn and i feel like popcorn's the ultimate you can bring it anywhere and eat it food (laughs) my wife would agree with you on that she she loves getting her popcorn bucket and just like it's full all the time she just not even just at epcot like she just always has the disney popcorn on hand oh yeah 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 and I I always go to you know I always go back to the uh, Nutella waffle at uh at Sleepy Hollow that's always one of my favorites but that's not really <laughs> one you can walk around with I feel like you get to no. sit and eat that one right I also like Flame Tree Barbecue in Animal Kingdom yeah yeah I forgot about that you know you know the problem with that place though Amanda is the aggressive bird species that like uh I, I and I've talked about this on the show because of my Two trips ago, we had a bird dive bomb our table and take out all of our food. And like immediately, an, uh, an employee came over and was like, "Can I see your receipt? I'll go get you all new food." Like, because it just happens all the time. Wow, know? that's like, crazy. Yeah, they <laughs> those, do have a those bird birds problem are very there. aggressive. Yeah, they have a problem. Although I think they put up like netting and stuff now, and so it's maybe not as bad. I don't know. Now, and, and I have to wonder if it's been bad since uh, COVID because there was a period there where there was nobody eating there. That's true. That's a good I, point. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's any different now because they they may have all moved on to find yeah, other food sources, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a favorite though, Amanda. I think that's a favorite amongst all of us. Like, I, I mm-hmm. except for Damon who doesn't get barbecue at the parks because he we live in North Carolina and he's like, I can get barbecue here. It's but I mean, like, just because I can get barbecue here doesn't I want doesn't mean I don't want to have it everywhere. Like, exactly. You know, <laughs> I want to have barbecue everywhere I go. <laughs> I live I mean, in Alberta and we can get barbecue too, but I still eat it in Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I live in Kansas, and I'm from Texas, oh, both big barbecue places. Yeah. Can- Kansas barbecue, barbecue is something else, I will admit. <laughs> it is. Pretty yeah. good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm just trying to think of another good like walk-around food. I mean, pretty much anything you get at Food and Wine's a walk-around food, right? Because <laughs> you have to. There's nowhere else to go. The, the, the trash can service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although you know what though, when I went to when I did uh, Flower and Garden, they had like a ton of tables just floating around. Like I, I know that's like a running joke, but we never ate off a trash can. Like there were a lot of stand up tables that we could eat at. Yeah, I, I think they've gotten better at it over the years. But oh, I know, so not not Disney World exclusive, but the corn dog from the. I was Red waiting Wagon. for you to go there. Yeah, I was waiting I, for I you mean, to go to the corn dog. The, I mean, any if you can get a hand dipped corn dog in Disney again, you know it's it's going to be good. So that that's a good walk around food as well, right? It's it's portable and you can just kind of stroll around the hub and eat. That's a good one. Yep. All right. So you want to read Chris's question? Yeah. Um, so Chris says, what is one change or update you feel Disney needs to make in the near future in order to stay relevant in the ever-changing amusement and entertainment marketplace? I mean, I kind of feel like they're doing it. Um, Mm. you know, I, I, I do feel like they try to stay up with the stuff. I mean, they're they're aware of this problem of, you know, (laughs) of everything is changing rapidly. And by the time you build something, it's already out of date. It's not that like, they don't know that, you know? So... I think I think it's more, you know, there's there's lots of entertainment companies out there, and I know that Disney partners with different companies to build rides and stuff like this, but I feel they've hit a critical mass. And really, it is kind of actually going back, because when they started, they were building everything themselves. Um, I feel that they should actually go back to um, doing their own thing and stop chasing 
you know, the latest technology, like, you know, things, you know, I, I know Damon, uh, rags on, on avatar a lot, um, yeah. you know, for just being a, a screen and, and yeah, to, to be fair, if, if there's too much of that kind of stuff, um, it, I feel that that would definitely drag Disney down and not differentiate them from the other places like universal that, um, you know, frankly do some of that stuff better than Disney does. I, I think, this kind of goes back to when, you know, the, the question I asked Damon about, you know, is Disney playing Universal's game and losing? Um, I think Disney needs to stop playing that game if they want to stay relevant. They need to carve their own path again. Yeah, I, I just I guess I just feel like they are doing it. You know, like I feel like they are the things that they're doing are are still their things and they're still, you know, doing new things all the time, doing things that have never been done before. I, I think that they're still doing that. I, I don't think they need to uh, do anything different. And I mean, when I look at it too, though, I look at things like their acknowledgement, I feel like of the video game of like everybody being in part of a video game kind of society with the play pavilion, right? Like that play pavilion thing that they can update anytime they want. And that it's, you know, making people into a video game. Like it's, it's, I think that's their acknowledgement of like, you know, we understand everybody has consoles in their house that can do a lot of the things like Damon always says. Right. And mm -hmm. this is them also providing a more interactive version of that, I guess. Right. So I don't know. In my mind, I think that they're not in any danger of not being relevant anymore. No, I mean, you're right. It's not that they're in immediate danger, but I, I just feel that if they continue down that road, they could be in danger. Sure. Sure. My, Maddie, were you say something? my concern is when Universal opens their new park, that that's really going to give Disney a run for the money because it's going to be top of the line and it's supposed to be ginormous. So I would be concerned about Disney losing some ground when that happens. And yeah, we've maybe. already seen a bit of a taste of it with Super Nintendo World in Japan. Right. Um, so that because that's going to be coming in that honestly it looks pretty amazing even for the the park in Japan. Yeah. Although I still think that that Mario Kart ride was kind of weird and <laughs> it I yeah, it was it was kind of a weird um hybrid avatar. We had like high hopes for that ride and it just ended up being kind of like it, all right. It it should have been faster, yes, yeah. but um still I th there's a lot of really cool things that I think they've done there in terms of just making an overall interactive area like the, sure. the, the land itself is actually better than the rides in the land. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah. I also right. think Disney, sorry, I just, oh, no, please. I think Disney needs to keep doing what they're good at. I think they've always been known for their customer service and being friendly. And I think if they lose that, that's really going to be what hurts them in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It's a good point. All right. Let's see here. I, I We're not going to get to all these questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like I know what Trevor's answer to Christian's question is going to be. If they were to build another Disney park resort anywhere around the world, where would you like a new resort park and what theme? <laughs> Canada. <laughs> yeah, so, somewhere in Canada, please. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really have a answer to that question because I live you know, seven and a half hours from Disney world. So <laughs> unless you want to build one five minutes from me, then, then cool. I think there are lots of good options for places. I mean, I'd love to see a fifth gate in Florida. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Texas, I think, would be a great option because that's a lot closer to me than Florida is. Um, (laughs) And you get the year-round weather there too, right? Exactly. For the most part, part, depending on where you are. Um, Australia, I think, would be really fun because I would go there anytime. And if I ever live in New Zealand again, then I could go to Australia all the time. So I would be totally okay with that. (laughs) All right. Hmm. Those are a lot of good options. You you really weren't prepared for that question. (laughs) I never thought about Australia before. That's kind of an interesting, like, yeah, that that could be a very unique park. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 All right. So, Bobby, how long of a Disney trip is too long? I don't really hmm. have an answer to that. Is there a trip that's too long? That's is a trick question. I there is. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've found it yet. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we go for I go for eight days, and it's usually not enough. But I know, you know, a lot of times when we meet people from like Europe, they'll usually be there for like two or three weeks. But they also go other places. You know, they go to like other parks and stuff. But I mean, I would be okay with two weeks. Like I wouldn't feel like that was too long. I think there's enough to do that you yeah. could, you know. Keep we, yourself occupied. We did a, a two-week trip back in 2006. It was me and my wife and my brother. And yeah, we were there for two weeks. And th- the only key to that was we actually we planned for uh, a downtime day in the middle uh, just to make sure that we weren't completely exhausted. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, if, if you're going to be there for a long period of time, you have to account for downtime. But, you know, I I feel... You know, two weeks was good. I I have to wonder if by three or four weeks, if I would start to hit a point of where I would just want to not be there specifically. And like, I wouldn't hate it, but I would be like, okay, I just want to go do something else for a while. I get that. But like, if you were there for like three weeks, though, would you like go to Universal or go to SeaWorld or go elsewhere? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. I would, I would be just seeing what else is around besides disney if i was there for like a month yeah i mean i I think i would do that too i always wanted to go to um where's the place where they shoot rockets off at why am i blanking on the name of it uh cape canaveral cape cape canaveral i've always wanted to go there uh you know there's lots of places you go i I mean i i'd go back to universal it's been a long time since i've been to universal so Mm -hmm. i'm so last time i was there jaws was there and nickelodeon was still there so (laughs) like amanda said i'm waiting for that third park to open before i really start looking at universal (laughs) right there you go yeah even going to the beach and i know tom you're closer to the beach but i'm in the middle of the country there is no beach anywhere near me so i would just go and enjoy the beach too so even me i'm still Three hours from the beach, so but <laughs> closer than you for sure. Yes, <laughs> I have a lake. It's enough. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you got a lake. That works. Yeah. That works. All right. So I think that's all for our questions. I think we probably went far enough with the questions today. Don't you think? Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. I think we covered off some good ones. Thanks everyone for yeah. your submissions as usual. Yeah, as usual. Yeah, and if we didn't pick yours, I'm sorry. Except for Dan, who asks weird questions and, you know, (laughs) has a problem with swan and dolphin guests for some reason. I don't know. If you want to know what his question was, go in the group and look at it. (laughs) Because I'm not reading it. Uh, So, Trevor, you want to go ahead and do our ad for uh, DVC Resale? Yep, for sure. Uh, DVC Resale Market, a world of DVC company, is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. 
If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. In 2020, DVC DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS, that's 382-7767, and when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. Man, we got. Talk it's holidays. funny because it's funny, Trevor, because we literally what last episode or two episodes ago? I think Damon wasn't there, so I think it was two episodes yeah. ago. We were just talking about like Disney hasn't announced any holiday stuff yet, and <laughs> and here we go. We got a dump of all the holiday stuff. Although I noticed there was nothing in here about uh, a candlelight processional. There's nothing there, right? They didn't say mm-hmm. yes or no to that. So. so. The the interesting thing is that they're doing the after hours or they're continuing the after hours into the the Christmas parties instead of doing the uh, or, or yeah instead of instead doing of the doing normal Mickey's, yeah yeah uh, so it's yeah very merriest after hours is the name of it and yeah. it's not Mickey's this time it's Disney very yeah. merriest after hours yeah it doesn't have to be Mickey's all the time Tom yes it does it's no, Mickey's it house it's I know I know it's his house but he doesn't have to have <laughs> the does. party. It always has to be Mickey's. Mickey's hosting everybody, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it's starting November 8th, because I feel like, which usually I feel like they start earlier than that, right? Am I wrong about this? Amanda might know, because she's the travel agent, but I, I feel I like it usually starts right after Halloween, right? It's usually about a week after Halloween, so they okay, usually so have, okay. yeah, it's about the same. They okay. usually have the first, or the last Halloween party on, like, the first or second of November, and then about a week later... They have the first Christmas party, so it's about the same. Hmm. About the right timing. So it's going to go November 8th to December 21st, select evening, so not every night. The interesting part about this one is it's going to... I, I mean, it's longer, I think, than the than the Halloween run, right? The whole Halloween one's only three hours. This one's going to be four. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was it, isn't the Halloween one 7 to 11, I want to say, or something like that? Amanda, you probably know. I'm not paying attention to Boo Bash. <laughs> it does start at nine, but I think I think you're right. I do think it's over at midnight and not yeah, at midnight. one. Okay. Yeah, so this one's a little bit longer. It is. So. Yeah. Guests are able to enter at seven o'clock. Uh we don't have pricing yet, right? I don't think they put up pricing. Uh but they're saying there's going there is going to be uh Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. Okay, so they are going to abandon the 50th anniversary fireworks for special Christmas ones. That was some, one we were talking about, right? So that was something we were talking about. Are they just going to like a month after debuting brand new fire or two months? Like, oh no, like a month after debuting a new fireworks show, they're going to go to the holiday overlay, which I think is interesting. But it, it's not every night, though. It's only on select just nights. For so yeah, so it's every you know basically every other night. You do, so if you really want to see the 50th fireworks, you have to plan for a night that's not the uh the christmas party are you guys thinking same price as boobash or more expensive because i'm thinking more I'm, expensive i'm betting the same price i can see them just for the sake of consistency it, it, it'll probably follow the similar pattern where the earlier parties like uh like the september boobash parties will be cheaper and then the closer you get to december it'll get more expensive but i don't see them really skewing the price too far out of what they're doing with boobash just because I, I guess, sorry, I, and again, I don't pay a ton of attention to this, but I, I, I don't recall the same thing with the the regular Christmas and Halloween parties that there was much of a, a price difference between them either. And in fact, wasn't the Christmas party usually a bit cheaper than 
the Halloween party. This is why we have Amanda on to know stuff, yeah. right? Because <laughs> she has to book this for some people. But I don't remember. I Because I, I never did. Yeah, it's, it, sorry, it's been years for me. So, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, Amanda. <laughs> I Honestly, I don't remember what the pricing was. <laughs> I, I think they were about the same. But for this, I wouldn't be surprised if they were a little bit more. Just because with the limited amount of people that can get in, there's not as many dates for I was Christmas. Say, less dates. Mm, yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. Shorter so, time span. Yeah. I think they could charge more if they wanted to. And it's also a longer party. It's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. So this is going to have Disney characters, holiday music and decor, special treats. Holiday overlays will return to some attractions. I'm assuming that means Jingle Cruise is coming back. Uh, probably not just for oh f- for this this party. I'm assuming Jingle Cruise will come back for the you know for the end of the year. We're gonna get an updated Jingle Cruise. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I wonder if I'm assuming they've prepared for this already. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm a big fan of the whole Jingle Cruise thing. I'm glad that they do that. So. Yeah, but but they're gonna work in the new storyline into it. Yeah, so the that's new storyline. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm looking. Yeah, I I want to see that. All right. So, any other thoughts about the Christmas party before we talk about all the other stuff? Yeah, not specifically about this. Let's yeah, let's talk about all the other things that are going on at the same time as well. <laughs> oh, so okay. So all the decorations are coming back. There's going to be uh, at night. There's going to be uh, most nights on Cinderella's castle. There's going to be holiday projections, um, alternating periodically with the castle's transformation into the beacon of magic. That's the the beacon of magic is the thing they're doing for the fiftieth. Uh, so the, I guess they're going to alternate that somehow. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but that'll be interesting oh by the way the tickets for very marius go on sale next uh next month so august uh th- those will go on sale i don't think they gave an exact date and i don't think they gave pricing yet so we're still gonna right. wait to to know what that's gonna be um but i'm sure we'll know soon since it's only a couple couple weeks away so mm-hmm. and then hollywood studios sunset uh seasons greetings is coming back so that's the projection stuff that uh that uh, happens uh on uh, tower of terror other, or the Hollywood Holiday Tower Hotel. I can't speak, apparently. <laughs> um, and then, you know, so there's going to be some Muppets. Uh, it says a, mu- a Muppets Gingerbread Masterpiece. Oh, that's part of the projections, right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, also going to alternate with the Beacon of Magic stuff. Uh, but this one, too, I, I don't think this happened before. Santa Claus is going to go down. Uh, it's going to do a motorcade down the down Hollywood Boulevard, which is kind of cool. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, dude, because... Well, Santa Claus is always in the parade in the Christmas yeah. party. Yep. We don't normally see him at Hollywood Studios, do we? I don't think so, but I could be wrong about that. But yeah, hmm. so so that's cool. I think they had Santa in Hollywood Studios in a cavalcade last year. Okay. Really? Don't hold me to that. And I think they did. I'm I don't trying, remember because, what happened over the last year. It was yeah, we, we were there in <laughs> 2019, and I don't remember... Yeah, we because yeah we we went to Hollywood Studios and I didn't remember seeing anything about Santa in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I, I don't remember either. But yeah. it, we should also mention too that the we were talking about Hollywood Vine earlier. Uh, they're going to have their holiday uh, special meal thing that they do with Santa Goofy's going to be there, which is mm-hmm. great. Awesome. Animal Kingdom feels like the Vegas of all of these. <laughs> the the, uh, the nondescript uh, animal. Or the the snowy animal thing that they did, yeah. Well, is oh yeah, you remember that? That's right. You got to see that, didn't you? 
Yeah. Yeah. We, we saw it. And I mean, it was cool. I, like the puppets and everything were very cool, but, um, I mean, it was, it was nice. It was, it was winter centric. It wasn't Christmas centric. And I guess that's the thing about animal kingdom is that it's not, it, it's celebrating winter, not Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It just feels very vague here, right? Like it's just the return of seasonal decor, festive Disney character flotillas selling down the river. Um, songs of the season tree of life is another, again, beacon of magic. Uh, and then, you know, a holiday edition of Tree of, Tree of Life Awakenings, which actually is one of my favorite things at night at uh, at Animal Kingdom, is that that whole Awakenings thing that they were doing for the longest time. It was very very cool. Uh, so you know, so that's a cool one, I guess. But you know, more to come, I think, on that one. But uh, Disney Springs, it looks like they're going to do the uh, Christmas tree stole, uh, stroll. They're going to bring that back, so that's good. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like that. Uh, magical snowfall. So it's funny that they're calling out the snowfall in Disney Springs specifically, but I think it happens in at least Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios as well. Yeah, night happens in yeah yeah. I've seen it happen in both of those. Amanda, go ahead. Were you going to say something? I think um, the snowfalls in Hollywood Studios like every night, but I think at Magic Kingdom it's only on the party nights before. Oh. I'm just I'm trying to think. I feel like I've seen the snowfall though in Magic Kingdom. Uh, you know what I saw it was they used to do uh, and because I've never been to one of the Christmas parties. I remember when they when they would freeze the castle, which they're not doing this year, which I do have in this list. But when they when Frozen was you know still a big thing, which I know it's still a big thing, but when it was really in its prime, they had like Elsa freeze the castle, and I remember when they did that, they made it snow on Main Street. But You're I don't right. know. Yeah, right. but yeah. But I don't know if that if that they're still going to do that. I'm assuming they will. I mean, I, they got plenty of those snow machines floating around, right? So I'm just wondering: is it going to snow constantly at at, at a town center in uh, in Disney Springs? By the way, for anyone that comes from climates where you actually get snow, do not try to catch the snow on your tongue. No, my, my son did that. It's actually soap. Sorry, little behind the the scenes magic there. Way it's, to ruin the magic. Jeez, it's not good. don't do it. Yeah, that's. I mean, way to ruin it. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm saving somebody getting a mouthful of soap. I'm, ass- so. I'm assuming it's non-toxic <laughs> soap because they assume people yeah. will do that, right? So, <laughs> I, but anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't eat soap in general, though, even if it's non-toxic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so you know, some other stuff is happening there too. I think you know some of the big things here. Gingerbread displays are coming back. They're saying select resorts. I don't know if that means they're still not going to have all of them. I I, I don't know, but okay, uh, so- I hope they do. So, so here's a question for for both of you. Um, yeah, is there a particular resort's gingerbread house that you want to see? Grand Floridian, that's the one, right? Obviously, that's, that's the, yeah, really, yeah. That's like the number one that people go to, right? I mean, yeah, sorry, well, go ahead. I, I like I like the uh, Wilderness Lodge one better, but all right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, but I I think the most elaborate one is the Grand Floridian one, right? I mean. Amanda, is that it what you're trying to say too? Yeah, I really like the Grand Floridian one. I also like the one at Beach Club. That's the carousel. I think that's really cool. Oh, okay. I, I haven't been to. The, I haven't checked that one out yet. So that that gives me something to look for. It's really nice, and it actually moves. So I just I just think that's a kind of a above and beyond. Hmm. 
Yeah, that is really cool. Like a moving gingerbread display. Like that's that's really neat. I have oh. not seen that because I don't think I've ever actually stepped foot in Beach Club before. So <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I guess you've never been on uh, Haunted Mansion in Disneyland at Christmas either, because yeah, you get your special because those yeah. those gingerbread houses are. I mean that that sorry, but even the Grand Floridian one has nothing on the Nightmare Before Christmas gingerbread houses over the years. <laughs> I did watch, I forget what it was. Maybe it was one day at Disney or yeah. it was something on Disney Plus where they showed them making it and then trying to get it into the Haunted Mansion. And I was just like, I was sitting at the edge of my seat because I'm like, they look like they're going to drop this at any moment. <laughs> it just seemed terrifying. And I also kind of blew my mind that they put it together elsewhere and then brought it in like that. It just felt... It's like, oh man, what you, that that just seems very difficult. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't exactly do construction in the middle of the haunted mansion. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And and also it's different every year. It, they don't do the same gingerbread house every year. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing cuz I've tried to make gingerbread houses at my house before and I can't even like, you know, I've never been able to get one to stay together. Mine are more I mean, lean-tos than houses. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so select resorts are going to have special holiday menus. Uh, so that'll be cool. But then festival, of the holidays is coming back, uh, November 26th to December 30th. So pretty, you know, pretty limited time, uh, at Epcot, the, um, the holiday, you know, festival there. They also are going to have, uh, voices of Liberty cookie stroll and the, you know, completely detailed and more. Um, so, mm-hmm. but again, we've heard nothing about candlelight processional. I have a feeling it's not going to happen or else they wouldn't have announced it. You think so? When when do they usually announce candlelight processional? Is it when all this stuff comes out, or does it? I always thought it was a bit later than the, you think the so? big announcement. Yeah, I just think they would have said like returning this year. You know, like they would have done it as part of the big announcement and said, you know, speakers to come. You know, they'll announce the speakers later. You know, that's it may be I'm- one of those things where it's pending them actually nailing down particular speakers, so they don't want to. You know, they don't want to yeah do it yet. Okay, yeah, they don't want to commit if if somebody can't get in on it right yeah i get that yeah uh go to amanda i think it would be difficult for them to do candlelight processional with all of the choir and everything just because that's yeah. a lot of people in a small space very small space yeah yeah I, I agree with you i think that might be tough and then of course the theater right like they pack that theater and i mean right i mean at least it's outside that's true that is yeah. true uh, that is very true. So I mean, well, more to come. Who knows? Maybe they, maybe I'm wrong here, and I, they, they'll announce something. I don't know. So how do you guys feel about the Castle Dreamlights not coming back to Cinderella Castle? Uh, you know, and and for those that don't know, look it up online if you've never been there during the holidays. They like kind of like freeze the castle, kind of sort of. It's like it looks frozen anyway, right? Yeah. But um. It's very cool. It's it's a very cool thing, and it's something they do. Well, they, they used to do every year. I actually think this has more to do with the fiftieth anniversary than it does any COVID stuff. Like, I think they just don't want to do this with the fiftieth going on. That's just what my my opinion on that. I agree with that. I think that if this is people's one and only time to go to Disney, they want them to be able to see the fiftieth display. And not just the Christmas display. Because it does, I mean, I, I think, I don't want to say it takes away from anything, like, you know, on the show, like, because at night it's amazing, but you can also kind of, like, see it during the day, you know? And, and, you know, the other thing is, I'm just thinking about this, maybe they couldn't, it's it's a big, like, me- it's a bunch of mesh that they put over top of the castle with lights, and so I think it's pretty solid, me- like, it's, you know, solid 
uh, metal that they put over top. Maybe they just couldn't do it with the decorations they have on the castle for the 50th. Maybe they yeah. just like literally couldn't fit them over top, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, I, I didn't, I was thinking more about, well, you know, is that going to affect the projections? But it wouldn't. But yeah, you're right with, with the, uh, yeah, the current additions they have to the castle for the 50th. Yeah, that may be prohibitive to them adding a whole bunch of lights on top of it. Yeah, like maybe they would have had to like modify because I'm sure they just have it like pre-built, right? And they just put it on every year. But maybe they just would have had to modify it too much to make it work with those extra decorations that are on there. And just, Mm -hmm. you know, they just don't want to go through that trouble. I just just think it makes sense. Like I think if everything was normal the past year and a half, I still think they wouldn't have had the the lights this year. Yeah, and and I was going to add on to that, that, you know, uh, kind of like what you said, Amanda is with, with the 50th and everything. Um, I think it's also, it feels like it's too much. Like it, it turns into a, a matter of, you know, you've, you've already got the, the after hours parties going on some nights. Then you have the, the beacon of magic, which they, you know, they definitely want to show that off because they, you know, they've advertised it across all four parks that they're each going to have their own beacon of magic. So, so, you know, but just between those two things, like it, for me personally, if it was like, oh, well, I want to see, you know, you know, Cinderella's castle dream lights. And it's like, well, you can only do that on like Thursday and Saturday, right? Like that, that is, that's a turnoff in my opinion. Yeah, for I, sure. I, I can see why they yeah. wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not mad. Cause I mean, I, I will take any nighttime shows personally. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not picky that way. <laughs> Amanda, you know, I know you're playing the role of Damon here, but are you a big nighttime show person? Because I, you know, you know, Damon hates anything that happens after 7 p.m. So um, that is my favorite part, and I Thank like you. it to be the <laughs> last thing I see the Magic Kingdom fireworks before I leave. That has to be the very last thing. Mm-hmm. That see, we're just gonna fire Damon, and you you, you just replace <laughs> him because that's how that's that's how you should, he always tries to say that I'm not a real Disney fan for X reason, but like he won't stay for any of the nighttime shows. I think that that makes you a, a really a bad Disney Parks fan, if if you ask me. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, because even with two screaming kids, I mean, I have to stay and watch. So yeah, exactly. I had my son fall asleep at a table in Disneyland while we were waiting for fireworks. Because, yeah. you know, we we were insistent that we watch the fireworks, but he had to have a nap. And then, yeah, I woke him up for the fireworks, which he was a bit groggy at the beginning. But, you know, he, he ultimately enjoyed them. And personally, I love closing the parks more than doing rope drop. That's just yeah, my favorite thing. Me too. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. I mean, like I, when we were, when it was just my wife and I, we used to do both, you know, we used to rope drop and go straight up, straight up till close, right? The warriors. Yep. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. Uh, obviously <laughs> my, my daughter really ruined Disney for us. I mean, she really just, <laughs> no, she, no, she didn't okay. Tom. It's okay. It, okay. you're in another phase of Disney and it's, it's wonderful. I've, I've been through the phase that you're in and now that we're coming out of it to, you know, having an older child and going to disney it does go back to the way it was but what you're having now is really awesome yeah no I, i'm kidding yeah. i'm kidding i know don't, <laughs> don't don't sell it short i i know you don't get to go on the rides and stuff as much as yeah. you want but you know it's it's awesome <laughs> well i mean truthfully in the next you know probably year or so here i mean she's going to be tall enough for some stuff you know yep. the way she's growing she's going to start being tall enough for for some of the things that we want to do with her so you, you got to get ready for roller coasters, Tom. Oh no, that's my wife's. That's my wife's thing. I mean, I go until on, she I wants go on daddy just to about come. Everything, what, but you what, know. what what happens when she wants daddy to come? 
And she's the, she'll have mommy. That's fine. She does. <laughs> she likes mommy more than she likes me anyway. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. but um, I'm looking through this Christmas merchandise and I'm just like, meh. You know, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything that jumps well, out I've, to me. I was going to ask if I mean the the spirit jerseys kind of neat. I like the I like the way they did it with like the candy canes and the gingerbread. I like the ears. I like the ear headband with Mickey on it and the tree mm-hmm. cookie. Like I, I'm down for that. Like spirit jerseys just don't appeal to me in general. You know, like I'm just I'm not necessarily getting the appeal of spirit jerseys, and I know that they those are like a big thing there. But I just I don't know. I'm just not into the spirit jerseys. I mean, like it yeah, looks I, cool though. I'll give you that. It looks really cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy it, but I I like the design. I think it's a really yeah. cool design. <laughs> yeah like and and for those you know I, I i'm gonna post some of these pictures obviously but uh you know basically it has walt disney world on it, it has the logo but it's all spelled out in like different holiday stuff so like candy canes and cookies and uh you know i don't know what else is there cookies and marshmallows i think on a stick somewhere in there <laughs> hot cocoa like so it's it's pretty cool and then you have your your typical uh your typical light uh necklace you know you got the christmas light necklace I wonder if we're going to get any of the uh, the holiday shows this year. Uh, and they did them last year, though, didn't they? You didn't say anything about this Jiminy Cricket ornament where he's on the eight ball. Where's, the, where's their Jiminy Cricket ornament? Let me see. I didn't, didn't see, see that, that at all. Oh, that one's pretty cool. Yeah, I That's, like it. That that would be the one I would get this year. I mean, there's a good chi- there's a couple of good Chip and Dales in there too. Hmm. Well, yeah. Is there any jumping out for you, Amanda? Ooh, Groot. The Groot one covered in lights. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to jump in front of you there. The Groot one covered in lights right in the middle there. That one's cool. I like it. Anything for you, Amanda? Sorry. (laughs) I'm really a Mickey Mouse person, so I really like the Mickey Mouse one. And we always have to get a Christmas ornament. We have a specific tree that's only Disney ornaments. So we have to get one every year. Awesome. That's, That's such a page out of my mom's playbook. She likes... No joke, like we when we went this year in April, we got her a Christmas ornament with the year on it, even though she wasn't with us and didn't come because she always likes an ornament from Disney from that year. You know what I mean? So I just got like the stereotypical, like, you know, Mickey one that said like Walt Disney World 2021, you know, <laughs> but she loves that. And she has she loves having those. So I, I, I think that's cool. I, I think it's cool. You get a new one every year. Yeah, we're, which we're Mickey one are you talking about? Because there's a couple Mickey ones on here. Sorry, Trevor. Uh, I was going to say we're we're the same way, Amanda. We we make it a tradition to always, even if we go in like June or something, we will always go to the Christmas store and pick out an ornament mm. for our tree every year. Right. Though I really like the one. It it looks like a key, and I don't necessarily collect the keys, but it has oh, like yeah. a snow globe on the end, and I just think that's really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. I I like the other one they have though too of the the hot air balloon one. This kind of cool. Yeah, we have one that's similar to that already. So, I mean, I guess I could have two of the same ones, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a lot of good ornaments here. Uh, There's a lot that I... I just noticed there's a Mandalorian one. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, on the speeder. I think that's Mandalorian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. He's riding a speeder And there's Luca as well, if you're wanting... Oh, yeah, which I haven't watched yet. Oh, my daughter has watched that like five times today, so... Oh, wow. (laughs) I need to get on that. That's on my list. I was I was too involved with Loki, and then I was, uh, what else did I watch? I, I just haven't gotten around Black to Widow. it. Black Widow, or not, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. well, I saw Black Widow in theaters, though. I, I don't think I talked about that. I think I went, I like literally immediately after we finished recording last week, I went right to the theater. So, so that was enjoyable. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen that, that was, that was really good. It was really good. Um, I enjoyed that. Yeah. 
I have to say, for not to just like give my Black Widow review here, but like those who have seen it will probably like agree with me. I, I don't. I've seen. I think all the Marvel movies at this point, and I don't think I've ever seen one that was like that. Like just the beginning of that movie was very different than every other Marvel movie I think I've ever seen. Like just the opening credits were like intense, like no, <laughs> really intense. Not like the Spider Man, like um, the, the the typical like fanfare credits and all that. Yeah, kind of no, stuff. yeah, wasn't that at all. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But I, I, was, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I was sitting in the theater like, whoa, like, well, this is uh, this is a it's a very uh, it's a very emotion packed movie. It's not like the you know, it's not like one of those Avengers movies where there's, I mean, there's a lot of action and the fighting in it is fantastic, but like, it's, it's just got a different kind of feel to it. It's, it's very much like about family and stuff like that. It's supposed to just like, you know, blowing up buildings and stuff, but you know, there's still some of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I think there's always there. I, I think Disney and Marvel are realizing that they need to break away from that a little bit. Cause you know, you can only, like you said, you can only do the blowing up buildings movie, like Avengers so many times. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so, so back okay. to the merchandise here. I, I want to call out this Life Day Treasury Star Wars book. I, I find it funny that they're actually doing or that they're acknowledging Life Day again. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just that's interesting. It, yeah. It's, it's just so weird because like Life Day was that, that whole thing was pretty awful. <laughs> when it came out but uh i i find it funny that that you know disney is kind of jumping in on it and th- they're continuing to expand on it so i i wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing that in uh galaxy's edge at some point where you know no. it has a christmas overlay or a life day overlay we, i feel like we said we, that one time we, that they should do that yeah. yeah we said they should but i i feel like every time stuff like this comes out that there's you know more the, the chance, chance. <laughs> yeah the chances of it become more real Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Anything else we want to talk about with the holidays before we move on here? No, I'm good. Well, all right then. Well, let's let's go ahead and do our ad then for uh, Monero Financial. How's that sound? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So we talked earlier about uh, DVC resale market. Uh, if you're looking for financing options for your DVC purchase, look no further than Monero Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go check out their quick online quote first. You might be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. So go to monerafinancial.com or call 317 245 8800 and when you speak to them make sure that you let them know that welcome home sent you all right guys the monorail's back <laughs> yay <You're>, yes right <laughs> if, if you're listening to this right now it's back because we'll release after this but it's coming back july 18th uh well and when i say but when i say coming back it's the epcot monorail so the you know obviously the resort monorail has been going but the the epcot monorail from uh the ttc to to epcot is back on july 18th i think everybody's so happy about this <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put on my poly top hat and monocle and say thank goodness <laughs> i don't have to take the bus over to epcot <laughs> <laughs> well the funny thing is the 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 monorail beam at poly is not opening yet with the resort right so yeah i know but, be I, buses, I just but... i just walk over to the ttc and get yeah, on walk the over to ttc there. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 
But with it, with this reopening, which I'm psyched about. But first of all, it's going to be interesting. I, and Amanda, were you going to say something? I'm sorry before I go on my tangent of whatever I was going to say. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So first of all, it's going to be interesting because I think people are going to fi- get like a-, a look into what's going on at Epcot, right? Like mm-hmm. all that constru- all those construction walls are up, and there's you know a lot of work going on in the middle of the park there, and and we really haven't had a look at it, and you know. Just trying to think of when that construction started. Did has anybody had a look inside there? It know? started. So those walls were up when I was there in 2019. Yeah. So, so it's been up for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're get, you're going to get a good look now at what's going on in there, right? So that's that's kind of cool. But also along with that, they put in a new sign, which I I know sounds just kind of stupid, but like that I'm even bringing this up. But I I think part of Disney is all the detail stuff. You know, and and the signs are part of it, and I really love this new sign. The new font, I, yeah, yeah. It feels very Epcotty to me. Yeah, I don't actually, know that that is the Epcot font, isn't it? Like, or yeah. like whatever they used to write the words Epcot. Yeah, it looks cool, right? Mm-hmm. Am I? Am I? It's just it's just me. <laughs> it, it's very modern. It is, but it just looks perfect to me, and it just makes me happy that they put in a new sign to go along with the new theme of the you know, not the new theme, but the re you know the 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 back to the original theme i guess of of epcot as they're redoing it but i i just think the sign looks cool and i'm so psyched that uh that they're doing this i mean it's great were you gonna mention something amanda i'm sorry no you're good um speaking of the sign i think it's great and it goes to show how disney pays attention to those minor details which is something i really love about disney and to your point before talking about not falling behind, like these are the things that Disney needs to keep doing, right? It's that Disney's known for their details and, and not that Universal isn't, but Universal's just, it's a little bit different about how they do things. And, and, you know, the little details are a big thing with, with Disney. And I think that's a thing that's important too. Right. Yeah. I, but, I think to emphasize that we're all sitting here staring at a sign commenting <laughs> on the details yeah. of the sign. Yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that, I just think it looks great. <laughs> so. that, that's the stuff I love. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it, and, you know, for me, the what this says to me, like, I, I guess I was questioning for if, you know, with, with the Skyliner and, you know, things changing, you know, could it be possible that the monorail could become um, an artifact of Disney? You know, not mm. to say that they would ever like tear it down anytime soon, but yeah. you know, it, it kind of like I know they've been talking about upgrading the the cars and stuff like that, but it seems like that kind of work has really stalled or taken too long, and it makes well, they you refurbished wonder. all the old trains, right? So like, right, but but they were supposed to be getting new trains, right? So, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they yeah. refurbished them all, so they're probably not getting new ones anytime soon, right? Yeah. So yeah. So so to that point, it's like, well, is this something where like you know they run into a certain point, and then once they've got enough Skyliner um, lines going, that they replace it? But I, I mean, I don't know th- things like this, like them actually, like I know the, a sign is pretty superficial, but the fact that they're actually taking the time to like update it and everything, you know, at least makes me believe that uh, yeah. you know it's not like. I hope they don't ever take out the monorail. Like even when it's not practical to have it there, I feel it's one of those things that should just stay. <laughs> no, I agree. I, and I don't think the monorail is going anywhere. I don't, I don't think it is. So I, I wouldn't think other, so. Other but, than you know. Epcot. Yeah. Other than <laughs> Epcot, which is this to me. See, like lo- me looking at this is me thinking to myself, things are 
really getting back to normal now, you know? Right. Go ahead, Amanda. I agree with that. That's, I love taking a picture standing in the land of the monorail passing through with that water right underneath it. And then you can see mm-hmm. yeah. the Epcot ball, the geodesic sphere. <laughs> in did the you background. just say the Epcot ball? I what did. Hey, yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, it's a habit from uh, whenever I was young. That's so, okay. You know. At least you didn't call it the golf ball. That's like, true. That's, that's always bad. Yeah. See, for me, like I think the experience of going to Epcot on the monorail is way better than the experience of going to Magic Kingdom on the monorail. Even oh, even totally. like going through the contemporary, right? Yeah. Like that's a way more like the just the fact that they drive by the station to take you on a tour of Epcot basically to come back around to go into the station. It's just so cool. And like you get such a cool view of things and you know, and also you get to see some backstage things, which, you know, is interesting. But I, I just that whole drive over, like, you know, with the the woods on one side and like that whole tour you get at Disney property, basically, you know, I just think it's cool. It's a, it's a really neat trip and you go a lot faster, obviously too, on that, on that part, on that leg of it. But, um, I, I don't know. I just think there's something about arriving to Epcot in a monorail that just feels very Epcot. Well, you know? and, and it, cause it, it adds us, uh, a kinetic energy to, um, to the park or, or to future world, if you think about it. So, so like yeah. you were saying, Amanda, with, um, you know, you're standing by the land and you see the monorail go by on the track and really anywhere in future world where you, where you see the monorail, that, that, that adds a whole dynamic to Epcot that, you know, it, it feels very futuristic, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, I feel like the I feel like Epcot, one of the things I missed about Epcot when I went there, it wasn't, you know, some of the COVID stuff. It was missing seeing that monorail go by. There is something, dare I say, magical about mm-hmm. it. You know, it, it just is. It, it's it, it's it's there's, Disney. There's, it is. It, you feel it, like it, you're very in, very much in Disney. You know, the, the monorails like even when I was like little going to Disneyland even when you know, when the monorail went by, like you, you would be like full on charge to go get in line for like Mr. Toad's wild ride or something. And you would see the monorail, like off in the distance and you'd stop. Like it would just yeah. be the monorail to me is one of those pieces of Disney that, you know, if it wasn't there, it would feel wrong. And agree. And to your point. Yeah. You know, I, I think again, it's that it's one of those symbols of, things coming back to normal again. And I guess, so, so for, for both of you, you know, outside of the, the monorail, um, what else do you think, or what do you think is the next step or what do you feel will be the next piece that makes it feel more normal for you? I think we are still missing show, some shows, right? So I think that that's one of them. I mean, once the nighttime shows came back and, you know, started coming back, I think that's felt more normal to me. But this is, I think, a big step forward, right? This is really a big step forward. I I, I think, yeah, I, this is a big one. I, I, I don't know if it's the one because until everything is reopened, then it's not back to normal, right? Right. But, this this is a a big thing and i think that uh that you know once this is another step towards everything getting really back to normal so it's just nice to see it just makes me happy it makes me wish i could be there so i could go for a ride on it i, I can't imagine what the lines are going to be on it on on sunday when it reopens it's going to be nuts i really agree with you the shows i think are huge whenever they bring the shows back 
it'll feel normal again. That and the dining plan. Mm, yes, that's true. And annual now, passes. And annual now, passes. God, there's so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any, annual passes. Yeah, that's, that's a big one for me because I really want to get my annual pass for next year. But yeah. um, do you guys – so as far as shows go, do you guys think – I think Fantasmic is going to be the big one. Like when, That's the one. Like, yeah. I, I know there's a lot of other shows that need to come back too, but I feel like when they announce Fantasmic is starting up again, that like people are, are just going to go nuts. Right. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. Uh, that's the big one we're missing, right? Because yeah. the most of the other nighttime shows have come back, right? So pretty much everything else has come back. The Star Wars nighttime show at Hollywood Studios. I'm not going to say who cares that because you know it is it's fun and stuff, but whatever. <laughs> you know, like Fantasmic needs to come back. Once that comes back, that's going to really feel like things are back. Um, you know, I, to a lesser extent, you know the. Indiana Jones is of the world and the beauty of the beast show and finding Nemo the musical like that stuff. Those are secondary. I mean, I, I, I want those things to come back, but at the same time, I'm not looking at those as like, that's when normal is back. I think you're completely right about saying phantasmic. I think that's, that's really the big outstanding one. And truth be told, it doesn't look like it's coming back anytime soon. I think last I saw like a week or two ago, the, the whole moat was still drained. I mean, it was, it's still, Kind of seems like they're just just sitting there. I I think you're. I know what you're saying that you know the moat being empty feels like it's way far away, but I think that'll be one of the last things that'll happen before it comes back. Yeah, that's true. It just feels like it's a while yeah. off still, right? You know, and and truth be told, some of it could be you know these are the roles that they have in those shows. They gonna hire these you know people back or find new people in casting, and mm-hmm. and that stuff all takes time, you know. And it might not just be because they don't want people filling that stadium. It could just be because they need to find a new cast and crew for it, you know, uh, which yeah. stinks. But you know, and- they that's it's a big show, and there's a and also too, it's probably a really expensive show for them to do, and they want to make sure that they fill that stadium every time. So, and, they, and I hate to say it, but the timing with the fiftieth coming up, yeah. I feel like they they have, like you said, you know, as far as getting people back, training and all that, I feel like they need to focus more on the 50th than bringing back a show like Fantasmic right yeah. now. Yeah. I, I hope it comes back this year, but I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it will or not. I mean, I saw some rumors pointing to it not coming back till next year. I would be surprised if it was that long, but. I'm not expecting it in February, personally. Really? You're just, you're yeah. not, yeah. Yeah, I get I'm, I'm not banking on it because, you know, I, I want to see it and I, I'll i try my best to see it, but I'm not banking on it being ready by February. I would be okay if it was closed for an extended period of time and, like, they made some updates. Like, that would be cool if they actually added to it. I think that would be a nice thing for the 50th, too, if they said, oh, a new version of Fantastic. Like, they did a couple years ago with Disneyland's version, right? Right. Where they, they added some new effects in and they changed some things. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe they're doing that behind the scenes and we just don't know. Right. Yeah. But I would love if they would announce like Phantasmic coming, probably come back October 1st with everything else in the world coming. Back. <laughs> it's starting to drive me a little crazy that everything's starting October 1st. It's like, <laughs> well, but doesn't matter well, here, to me. I'm not going to be there. Let me do a segue then for you uh, to October 1st is why don't we talk about these Fab 50 character statues that'll be in the parks as of October 1st. I kind of love the fact that they're like kind of announcing these like one by one with like videos, right? Mm hmm. I think that's fun, uh, but at the same time, it's like I think we all knew Mickey was going to be there. Like, <laughs> like did you? But I mean, of course, I, you're going to make a video about it. But. That 
that statue is incredibly shiny. Like it is. I, I didn't, shiny. I didn't expect it to be as shiny as it is. Are they going to have like a custodial cast member every day going through and like shining these things up? Cause uh, you know, sitting out in the elements, you know, I, I don't know what kind of coatings that they put on these things, but you know, I'm sure birds are going to land on them and it's probably more <laughs> Chrome than gold. Yeah, that's true. But so the ones that have been announced so far, are Mickey, and then the next one that was announced was Goofy. Um, we also know that Minnie's going to be there too. Uh, obviously, <laughs> what 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 I'm going to get interested in is like when we get to like 20 and beyond. I feel like I feel like I know the first 20. You know, <laughs> like that's what I'm going to get interested in is when we get beyond the 20 mark. Yeah. So so we we talked about this on our previous episode, but um, so for you, Amanda, we. So we kind of speculated on what we think some of the Fab 50 could be. Um, who do you think should be in the Fab 50? Because we all have different ideas on it, obviously. <laughs> that is a great question. You're putting me on the spot here. Um, yep, I sure am. <laughs> that's what we do here. We put people on the spot. We just, that's, <laughs> Damon does, does no preparation for the show because he wants to be put on the spot. All the time. Oh, there you yep. go. <laughs> all right. But don't worry about it if you don't have a good answer right now. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I think there are so many that they could do. So it's so hard to choose. But I do think they may put some Marvel characters in there if they can. Um, mm. Maybe like Star-Lord, possibly, just because he's not something that Universal owns in Florida. Mm. So then that could give them Marvel without, you know, stepping on any toes. Um mm possibly a Remy could go near the new Remy ride. Oh, I think a Remy's happening. So I think that would be really cute. Um, probably a Simba in animal kingdom, I would think. So I think there are some, some good ones that they could do and I'm excited to see all of them. It'll be interesting to see, like, because they could probably go around the whole world showcase, basically, and each country have some sort of Disney character be there, right? Like, you know, you could have for Mexico, you could, you know, have um, uh, Miguel from Coco, right? Right. You could, you could, you could do that. I mean, you could obviously. I I think there's no chance that Anna and Elsa aren't somewhere, or Olaf at least. There's a there's a yeah. frozen character going to be somewhere, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Same um, with Moana. Yeah, that Moana is going to show up, uh, you know, but I also think that they're going to do a lot of the classic princesses too, like Mulan and, you know, Snow White and, and Sleeping Beauty, you know, all those, like, those are all have to be in there, right? Right. There's no way they don't have all of those, those, uh, you know, probably Tiana, like uh, Rapunzel's going to show up. All, I, all the princesses are going to be there. So it just, I guess it's just the oddball ones, you know, what are those ones going to be? What are the Pixar ones going to be? Uh, you know, are they going to have really weird ones? I really hope they have a figment. If they don't have a figment, I'm going to be bummed. But I, I think there's zero chance they don't have a figment. Right. I think they definitely need figment. They so, have to, right? So here, here's an interesting thought. If the, if you're going around the World Showcase, um, Canada, technically, so Pixar is doing a, a show next year called, I think it's called Seeing Red. And yeah, I saw that the movie is going to take place in Canada, right? It, it takes place in Toronto, yeah, and it so and it's a Canadian cast and all that, and the main character is a giant red panda. So I, I don't know why, because that 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 aside, has nothing to do with Canada. Yeah, yeah, but so so like, would Canada get a giant red panda statue before the movie came out, symbolizing the Fab Fifty? 
Is there no other Canadian thing that happened? Like, I, I can't think else. of any obvious Canadian I things. Can't I mean, I mean, we we kind of get lumped in. Um, Brother Bear is because okay. it's that um, like northwestern um, uh, Native American mythology and whatnot. Gotcha. Um, so that that kind of gets lumped in a little bit up here sometimes, but. Yeah, I, I and I mean it's it's valid. It's just um yeah, we don't have like a a truly like you know, this is the Canadian show. <laughs> cuz cuz it is interesting like what do you do in Epcot, right? Cuz like Epcot was I mean, and it's not really this way anymore, right? But it was it was really like a character-free park for mm-hmm. a long time with the exception of Figment, right? That's why Figment exists. So like are they going to have a lot of statues in in there like are they going to have Figment in the Dreamfinder like or are they going to do something from horizons are they gonna you know like or are they just gonna keep it to like the movies and shows like that the, we we know like it's gonna be common well-known yeah. characters yeah i know we talked about this forever on that other podcast I, so maybe we don't yeah. need to get into it super again but i i think the thing that stood out to me there were two things that stood out to me in this first of all we talked about that there was going to be an interactive element the video is uh done by uh, the guy that does the voice of mickey mouse and mm-hmm. He said that he's recording something for this. So my thinking is there's going to be some sort of interactive thing where the the statue is going to talk. That's just my guess. You magic band it and then it says something or that's my guess. Or you yeah. or it could be like an augmented reality thing where you use your the the um, Disney Play app or Disney Experience app and it has like 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 something augmented reality that talks to you on the screen or something. Exactly. Yeah. But the second thing I that stuck out to me was this statement. Mickey is the first and other character sculptures will be announced in the upcoming weeks by Disney stars and cast members from Walt Disney World, Disney Plus, Pixar, Walt Disney Animation Studios, D23, Disney Channel, Nat Geo TV, Disney Vacation Club, and more. I don't know if that means anything. Like, because uh, who are the people that are announcing this? Like, is it always going to be the person that's doing the voice? Is it going to be somebody that created the character? Like, what's the DVC tie in here? Like, yeah. where's why would you have someone from DVC announcing something? That's a really good question. I can't. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this is I, what I'm trying. And Disney Plus too. Like, is there yeah. going to be a Mandalorian thing? There's probably got to be, right? Some I, well. Maybe or Marvel, I guess. I don't yeah. know, you know, Marvel stuff. Because uh, I don't think this this like a statue would necessarily fall under the Universal thing, right? Although they can't sell merchandise. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I guess <laughs> I I haven't I I haven't been in DVC long enough, I guess, to know if there's any historical character or anything tied to DVC. The only thing I can think of is that that uh, that puppet that they had that was doing yeah. promotional videos, but no one cares enough about that to make it into a statue. So unless they just have one of the DVC executives making one of the announcements that they couldn't figure out anybody else to do, you know, what mm. I mean? like well, I don't know, it just feels weird. Well, I was going to say I, I'm betting on there being a Figaro statue somewhere. Mm. So okay. maybe you know that'll be something that gets announced by like a, a DVC rep or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, I'm saying it now. There's there's a Figaro statue, guaranteed. I I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to see, right? So in the upcoming weeks, they're gonna do this. You notice that they don't mention Marvel in here anywhere. So no, they. I Marvel's I don't think they should. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. And Star Wars isn't mentioned either. 
Yeah, Star because Wars, those yeah. Th- those are not classic Disney. I, I know Pixar is kind of on the outside, but Pixar has been part of Disney longer than Marvel and uh, and Star Wars. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's probably. That being said, they say Disney Plus in there. It still makes me think that there's going to be a Mandalorian thing. But you know, <laughs> I mean, listen, who doesn't want to go and look at a Baby Yoda uh, gold statue? Right? There's got to be one. I'm saying it right now. You, and, and don't nobody write me and say Grogu. I, I know. I feel like we would get Yoda before we get Baby Yoda. <laughs> you we get what? We get Yoda before we get Baby Yoda. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. Baby Yoda's popular. <laughs> I, know, I know, but Yoda, Yoda's on a whole other level. Eh, that's fair. Yeah. What if it's like Baby Yoda and Yoda standing next to each other? <laughs> Are you cool with that? Yeah. <laughs> or did uh, that just break break the whole? <laughs> nah, I, I I'm not gonna be like picky about whatever they choose because I mean the, it's their interpretation of what the Fab Fifty is. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is gonna be like an award show kind of situation where it's like no matter who's nominated, there's always gonna be somebody that's like, well, y- y- these are the people that were snubbed, right? There's gonna mm-hmm. be some snubs in here, right? Yeah. So. So yeah, it'll be interesting. But I, I, I'll be interested to see. I just when I see Disney Plus on there, it just makes me think, hmm, who from Disney Plus? Like, there's obviously going to be somebody from one of the series that's on Disney Plus, right? Because they want to promote Disney Plus. What series are the biggest on there? The Marvel ones and Mandalorian, right? So I don't know. We'll see. So I put this thing on here because I, I think this is kind of interesting because everybody complains about the paper straws and now Joffrey's is giving out sugar straws. <laughs> hmm. I'm happy about Not that. Like I, you're happy <laughs> yes, about it? I don't like the paper straws. So I always brought my own. But if they're going to give me the sugar straws, I'm good with that. Yeah, and I think we should probably note, right? It's not like a straw made out of sugar. I'm sure it's probably from like a byproduct of like processing sugar. Like it's like a sugar cane piece or something like that so it doesn't taste sweet i don't think it tastes sweet no i've actually used them before they they look recycled so i think it's maybe part of the sugar cane maybe the that makes sense the leaves or whatever um but i think they're they're good and they they feel more like a real straw and not the funny feeling of the paper straws so don't get like mushy right right yeah yeah yeah, I know this I was is a weird say, thing to put on here, but I know like there's been a lot of discussion about paper straws. So. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like sugar straws, it would turn into people just walking around munching on these straws instead of actually like buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I, I'm trying to remember where this is from, but somebody using a Twizzler as a straw and that's the, it reminded me of, but I feel like it was from a movie or TV show, but. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't do that when you were a kid at the drive oh, totally. theater? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I did that all the time when I was a kid, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's not what this is though. This is, <laughs> this is just a solid straw that's biodegradable. So, but here's the thing, like Joffrey's is one thing, like I forget where I read it. It, it was, oh, gosh. And I forget what the number was, but I think it's like Disney world by itself goes through like a hundred million straws a year or some insane number. So like, it's one thing for Joffrey's to do it, but Disney world as a whole, they have to find somebody that can make that many straws for them. So I, but I don't remember if that's the number or not. I might be exaggerating that. Um, but now I've got to Google this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we can, <laughs> we can come back to that later. I'm sure there'll be more chance to discuss straws and recyclable materials. It's, you know, it's, it's all part and parcel with, you know, Disney's trying to 
minimize their uh, their environmental footprint. So, yeah, that's I mean that's good. I I'm curious because yeah. like I said I, I've never used a sugar straw before, so um, so that's new to me. <laughs> I, yeah, no, that'll be a new experience for me too. I, I have uh, never done that before, so yeah, that's 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 really interesting. So anyway, where's it? Oh, 175 million straws. Oh, is that all? Yeah, right. <laughs> like that's an insane amount of straws. <laughs> so anyway, I don't think that's just Disney World though. I think that's Disney as a whole. But still, 175 million straws is absurd. So like, it's one thing to be like, okay, well, you know, just replace them all with those. But you have to find somebody that can actually supply 175 million straws a year. It's yeah. a lot of straws. Um, so anyway. And also 13 million uh, single-use plastic stirs, too. That's uh, that's what I just found on the internet here. Look at that. It's directly from Disney, too. It's not like from some weird site. That's that's actually from Disney. So hmm. anyway, um, but it's cool that they're doing this kind of stuff. I, I think that's uh, that's, that's really uh, a neat thing. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's interesting to see it starting at Joffrey's. So yeah. All right. So I got one more thing on this list today. And I usually don't talk about Disney Plus. You know, sometimes we talk about Disney Plus. But they put out a trailer for Behind the Attraction. Did you guys watch this, the new theme park series that's coming? I did. And I'm I'm kind of excited for it. I, I think it'll be, uh, you know, th- this is what we all talk about, you know, doing like the behind the scenes yeah. tours, right? Is, you know, this is giving people the opportunity to see this stuff without actually having to pay for the tour, for starters. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love this kind of stuff personally. Got right. I really... I'm excited for this. I haven't seen this yet, the trailer yet, but I am excited for the show. I like anything showing the little secret tricks of Disney. So I think this will be a fun show to watch. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I guess I'm, I have a certain amount of trepidation about the show and I'll tell you why. I feel like I've watched a lot of behind the scenes Disney shows and I feel like I learn the same things every time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I never feel like I'm learning new tidbits about stuff. Now, the the exception to that was Imagineering Story, where I feel like I really learned stuff I did not know, right? So I'm, I'm hopeful that this series can be the same way, where I really learned stuff that is new to me. But, like, if I hear the story one more time about how Soren was invented when the guy went home for Thanksgiving and put got his erector set and built it, like, I feel like I've seen it in, like, four different series, and I've, like... It's not a fun fact to me anymore, you know? Like, I want to know stuff that I've never heard before. I also don't know if I really care what The Rock has to say about the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> like, I, you know, I want to hear from, like, the people that built this stuff and designed this stuff. I, you know, I, I saw in the trailer, it's like The Rock doing interview. Like, I, no offense to The Rock. I just, you know, wh- what does he have to do with this besides being in the movie about it? And so sing it, you I, know. I feel that that's a matter of, yeah, you know, there there is, you know, he's in the recent movie. So um, he is, he's a, a good presenter. Like, I, I feel he would be good just, you know, yeah, I know what you're saying is you know, having the guy who's like the, the, the technological wizard behind it explaining stuff is one thing versus, you know, The Rock explaining it. But I feel... I feel it's more digestible coming from Dwayne Johnson than it is from, um, you know, sorry, to, for lack of a better term, if, if you get overly technical and nerdy about it, most people are going to stop listening. <laughs> See, that's what I want, though. I, I know. Want the, that's why I loved Imagineering Story, because it was so nerdy and detailed and, ah, uh, 
No, I, Sorry, go ahead. I, I know I'm, I'm right there with you is, you know, I, I, I want to get into the details. I want to get into the really technical stuff, but you know, you also have to remember that these shows are designed for a more general audience, which, um, sorry, Tom, is not us. That's fair. Um, but one thing I will say, you're, you know, you're right. It, like, you know, things like the haunted mansion, it's like, yeah, I know how the pepper's ghost effect works. I know how <laughs> that's what I'm saying, the, right? I, I know a lot of these things, but I find every time I go into these shows or into looking into the stuff, I always find at least one new thing. I'll always, there'll always be something that'll be like, Oh, I didn't know that before, or I didn't know that, you know, that's why they did that particular thing. A good, a good example was for the longest time, I didn't know about the bullet hole in the glass in Disneyland. And I didn't, Oh yeah, I, I didn't know that was a thing, even though I've actually seen it multiple times because it looks like they, they put a spider on it. So it looks like a spider web, but I didn't, I wasn't cognizant of it. And, you know, the last time I went, I was actively looking for it and, you know, that made my day when I, I was like, oh yeah, I know what that is. So, yeah. um, you know, that's what I'm hoping is do. even, even if a lot of it is repeated, I will still sit there and watch it. Oh, I and, will too. <laughs> and I hope to at least get one tidbit out of it. Right. Yeah, no, I, I will definitely still watch this. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm going to watch it. I'll probably watch all for all the first five episodes on July 21st. Like <laughs> I probably w- will just binge it because I do love this stuff. I crave more of it. I want another Imagineering series. And I remember when this series was announced and I was psyched about it. I just like I saw Dwayne Johnson and I'm like, OK, it's one thing for you to be a producer. And now you're just like throwing him in there because everybody loves the rock. And I get it. Like, <laughs> you know, I get it. Everybody loves him. But I want to hear from the guy that you know, design star tours and, and I want to hear, you know, how they built it and all that fun stuff. Like, that's what I want to hear about, but, or, or like for the haunted mansion, for example, the, I, I've only heard this one time ever. Right. And I don't remember the whole story, but when I did uh keys to the kingdom, our tour guide told us all sorts of cool facts about the haunted mansion that I've never heard before. And one of them was about uh, the uh, chess pieces that are on the top of the, on the top of the building. Mm-hmm. Do you know about this one? Um, I vaguely remember something about this, but yeah, and yeah. I I don't remember the whole story. But if you look at the top of the haunted mansion, there, there's there's what looks like chess pieces as the part of the like the the spires and stuff. And there was a whole story about it. And frankly, I don't remember the whole thing. But like that's the kind of stuff I want to know about. I, I think it was something that had to do with somebody was playing a prank on somebody or, or one of the Imagineers and. Uh, put some chess pieces on top of their model when they were building it and then it stayed or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. Like, you know, I I, I, want to hear that interesting stuff. That's different. That's that nobody knows. That's really just very inside stuff. Like that's the complete thing. And I hope that's what we get. I mean, you know, I don't know. I think we talked about, go ahead, Amanda. That's all right. I think, they have to walk a fine line though because they don't want to give away so much that they don't pay people don't pay for the backs behind the scenes tours because they make money from that and maybe not necessarily from the show on disney plus but i don't know yeah or that the magic is ruined right, right? good so, sorry trevor yeah. but well i was gonna say i i know you say tom that you know you want you want to hear things that nobody else knows but if they announce these things on this show then everybody knows them and then what are you going to have that nobody else knows that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm playing devil's advocate here now, but uh, no, no, yeah, no, like it's it, fair. It's it's totally fair, right? So it, it's yeah. I know. I, I now I gotta like look up the the whole uh, the whole chess piece thing because I've gotta yeah. 
but yeah, you're right. That, that's one of those things where, yeah, it's, it's like a, a, a fun tidbit that, yeah, you, you wouldn't hear that elsewhere. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm hoping for, you know, at least one item like that out of these shows for these attractions, um, just enough that, you know, the next time I go to the park, I'm just looking at the attraction a little bit differently. That's, that's yeah. all I want. Right. Yeah. Like I don't need to hear about how there's a basketball hoop in the Matterhorn again. Like I know, we know, like, <laughs> like, I, I don't know that that episode was uh, th- that was pretty cool seeing. Uh, oh no! Um, up Trust court, me, like <laughs> that was different though, right? Because yeah. we got to like see it, right? Like they, they took you into it and they like really showed you some really cool. Like that's why the imagine Imagineering story was great. Like, and if you haven't watched it yet, go and watch it because it's great, right? Like even just learning some of the stuff, like where they're talking about how they pitched the tower of terror and they had no idea how they were going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they literally just pitched it and they were like, Oh yeah. And the, the elevator comes out of the shaft and it like moves on its own. And they were like, yeah, we did. We had no idea how to do it when we pitched it. We just, then we got to go figure it out. <laughs> like, you know, like I never knew that they worked that way and that's amazing stuff. Right. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. Like the stories behind some of the stuff that you might not know, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Um, I'm just, I guess I'm expecting to be a little bit more generalized than that. You're probably right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the Imagineering story is the one for the nerds. And then the, the, this is more of the, like, you know, the ones where you're going to get the things that everybody knows. <laughs> well, well, no, again, it's not the things that everybody knows. It's, you know, we, we know this stuff because we've already been yeah. invested and looked into all this stuff, but you know, there, there are a lot of people that don't, pay attention to it and they may actually pay attention to it because of this show but yeah for the for the rest of us you know it may just be you know okay there's nothing super interesting there but and and, you know honestly something like the haunted mansion i spent way too much time looking at stuff on the haunted mansion so yeah there's probably not anything you're going to tell me new about that i'm more likely to learn more about star tours and even that one like i i've picked up on things in the queue and you know you know how they've kind of reused things from when it when it was the old version of the ride and stuff like that but yeah like i'm there's certain parts that i'm expecting to not know or not learn anything new just because i'm already far too invested in it (laughs) yeah 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 well i by the way i googled this chess piece thing and i i remember the story i remember there being a story behind it but this is kind of uh, this website says it's often said, especially on the keys of the kingdom tour that Imagineer Mark Davis an avid chess player cleverly hid chess pieces in plain sight on the roof of the haunted mansion as a nod to his favorite pastime. Uh, but a former Imagineer wrote in his book that it was simply a design element that was popular when the haunted mansion would have been built. Uh, but then apparently Mark Davis also said something about adding a scene in pirates of the Caribbean queue where there are two skeletons playing chess. Uh, so, I mean, it, I guess it goes, you know, a couple different ways, but then I also like, I remember there being a story behind it about somebody like doing a prank or something, but I I wish I could remember. It was, I did keys to the kingdom so long ago. I just can't remember the whole thing. Um, But you know, it is, you should, you know, you should note here too, though, that all of the chess pieces are on the roof, but uh, the night is missing because it's always night at the haunted mansion. That's supposedly the reason the night is missing. I don't, I don't know if I'm... yeah, that's, seriously, that's a real thing. So if you've never noticed before that there are chess pieces on the top of the haunted mansion, go and look because mm-hmm. there are. So anyway, <laughs> all right. We well, should uh, probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think we've done the done enough here. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Amanda? Like the way we haven't talked about. I mean, I could talk Disney all day, so. 
Well, that's, that's why we have two-hour episodes sometimes, because mm-hmm. we just go on and on and on. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, y'all had a little bit of everything, so I like it. We're good. So we, we try to mix, mix it up, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up, Trevor. All right. Um, so, as usual, if you guys want to reach us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, as you heard at the beginning of the episode, we, we take listener questions via email. You guys give us some great, uh, um, stories. You, you, you know, you share your own trip reports with us and, uh, we really appreciate it. We, we love that you guys reach out to us on that level. So, so keep it coming. And if you wanted to, um, reach us on Facebook, you can always find us there as welcome home podcast. And remember that you can join the Facebook group, welcome home, Disney waitlist, uh, one of the better Disney groups on the, uh, internet, as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, we've got some really cool people in there. Um, people are always posting, you know, fun stuff in there as well as actual questions, discussions about DVC and Disney trips and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, come get in the conversation if, uh, if you're really wanting to talk Disney with some, some other people. And as usual, if you want to follow our YouTube channels, our YouTube channel is welcome home podcasts and our Instagram is welcome home picks. Uh, those uh, are good to have as we are starting to get back more to planning trips that, uh, we'll be posting more content on those. So, uh, you know, you know, subscribe to them just so that you can catch stuff as we were posting it. And last but not least, if you want some merchandise for, for the welcome home podcast logo merchandise you can go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and just as a reminder as we said at the beginning of the episode if you would like to get the uh, haunted river country t-shirt go to haunted.welcomehomepodcast.com remember that we have a limited run of those it's uh, 200 shirts or um, we'll stop selling them as of august 1st whichever comes first so if you want a shirt make sure you go grab it before they disappear and if you want to leave a review on iTunes, please do so. We we got some great ones. What what was that uh, one Tom that we got the the five star the I, five I star review that said we shouldn't review food food because we're too picky, right? <laughs> so so yeah, I you like know, that. You know, you know you know we like reviews like that. And I, I guess my my only retort to that is yes, we're all picky and we all have individual tastes, but because our tastes don't overlap. I think it's fair for us to actually review things because we all have our own point of view on it. Yeah. 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 So there, <laughs> I appreciate the review though. Yeah. And I appreciate the five stars. I'm not going to say bad things about the review. It kind of just made me chuckle. <laughs> so yeah. So, and also I'm sorry, Trevor, were you going to say no, something I, out there? No, I, I finished everything I needed to say. So, all right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, any podcast app out there. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that says Disney and DVC, and that's us. Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express on the show are our own, so please consult a DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Uh, you know, big thank you to Amanda for coming on the show today. Amanda, thank you for coming on. Uh, can you please tell everybody where they can find you? Well, best place to listen to your show and to, uh, to, to reach you for travel agency needs. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really enjoy talking to both of you tonight. Um, you can find me at Amanda Hollis, capture the magic vacations on Facebook. That's my work 
um, Facebook page. And for our podcast, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at T3M Podcast. That's T, the number three M Podcast. I like that. I like that abbreviation. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it easy. It works out well. Well, thanks again for for showing up today and, and coming, and we, we enjoyed having you on, so we appreciate it. So please check out check out her podcast and check out uh you know if you need a travel agent check check that out too. Uh, so a big thank you also to our sponsors DVC Resale Market and Monero for sponsoring this this episode and uh, their continuing uh, partnership with us. Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awol, the voice of the jungle. Signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Really?